Yeah. What's up? Who you got? Big bro. Um nobody. <laughs> nobody. I, I tell Mike people all the time. Not even my brother calls me big bro. So I'm always taken off guard when people go, hey, big bro. I'm like, I mean, I get it, but culturally thing, whatever, but I'm like, yo. You know, I also don't like when people call me big man. It's a very weird thing. Like it's it's happened less since I've lost the weight, but it still happens. Like they'd be like, hey, what's up, big dog? I'm like, I can't say cool and small dog. I can't do that because that's offensive. That's offensive. If I called you a small dog, you'd be like, what? Do it. You know how I am. I'll be like, you offend I'm me. To, I'm, I'm going to be the same to. way and watch you argue. I wanted to call that man a gardener the other day. <laughs> but uh, I was with that, you. That, that was, was a very interesting interaction because I don't know what. We were at uh, the game. We were at the Rockets game just sitting uh, at the uh, at the spot we view the Rockets game from, which is a secret. Uh, and... um. A gentleman looked over at us and goes, are y'all coaches? And I'm not going to lie. When stuff like that happens, I'm taken off guard because I just assume you're not talking to me because I, I my initial thought was there is nothing athletic about us. And my second thought was a lot of coaches I know just aren't athletic. They're just big dudes. Like they used to be athletic and now they eat pizza. So yeah. I was like, all right, maybe we do fit the coach's mold. But also, what when there are people of other cultures, I feel like they just have difficulty talking to black people sometimes. Like they want to be friendly and they're trying to figure out a way to do it. They're like, because I would never walk up to a white guy and just be like, hey, man, like, are you an accountant? Like you got, <laughs> you got an accountant vibe about you, sir. And I'm just like, like of all the jobs to just guess, like, he's like, yo, y'all seem like coaches. Y'all are at a Rockets game. I was like, that that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> like, we're just at the game. So, yeah, I thought I thought that was interesting. Two I thought that was interesting. Game. Two black folks at a game. But it is what it is. I mean, yeah. uh, what was I going to ask you earlier is, um, I'm going to make a statement. I don't care about the Super Bowl. Like, what what is like what should I care? Is is this gonna right be a good now. Super Bowl? I'm gonna tell you right now. Uh the only and, and here's why, because people have asked me, and I, I lied to that guy last night because he, he he annoyed me, but I am going for the Bengals. And here's why I'm going for the Bengals, because I legitimately, this is not about the players. This is not about the players, this is about the city. LA does not care about winning this Super Bowl, and I'm gonna stand on it. I think somebody posted a meme like right after they won and they was like LA fans ordering LA gear. Like I ain't really seen y'all repping, repping this team. Nah. So yeah, I know, I know LA like. is the most fair weather city. No, no, no. See, they rock with the Lakers. Like LA is a Lakers city. They rock with the Lakers when the Lakers win. But Before- my- no, no, no. See, I, I would push back on that because I feel like L.A. rocks with the Lakers. Like, I mean, look, you get waves and ebbs and flows, but I think That's L.A. True. rocks with the Lakers the way I'm Houston the rocks with the Texans. Mm-hmm. Like, people are always like, how come the Texans are so bad? I was like, because we buy Texans gear regardless of their record. I don't think there's ever even been a dip. Like, this – they could be just straight 0 and 13 
and somebody gonna have a jersey. We don't even know who the player is. They're like, well, I got, I got my tech, I got the, I got this jersey because the number. I don't know who he is. So I think LA rocks with the Lakers like that. The Lakers are, are, they're not trash, but that's something that said. There were two teams over the uh, the season that that preseason that they were like, oh, it's it's absolutely gonna happen. It was the Nets. Mm-hmm. Harden went there, and it's the super team, and it was the Lakers and LeBron and his team. And uh, sometimes you can put all these great things together, and it just not mesh. Yeah. Like it can happen all the time. Was it the 05 Lakers when they put the, together the dream team, basically? And then and look, the Pistons came and beat them? That's what I'm saying. I was I'm like, like that's why team I, basketball? That's why I never am like, you know, when people get like, it's unfair. It's unfair all these players getting together. I'm like, no, you don't know what is going to happen. Remember Golden State? They still mm. exist. But remember Golden State fandom? Like, they came out of oh, nowhere. Goodness. They all went to the Lakers. And now all those bandwagon fans have nowhere to go. Like, they're still deciding. They're like, what do I do? Do I wait for Westbrook to throw up another air ball? Or do I head on over to this other team? So, yeah, that's all. It's, it's, it's just trash for fans right now. Fairweather fans. If you're, a, if you're a true fan of your team, I feel like you've been having a, a couple yeah, of great I, I respect that. If you stick yeah. with your team through thick and thin, if you if you support the Utah Jazz right now, like, and you've been supporting them, if you've been supporting, like, just, you know, your team, even if they're trash, I got a lot of respect for you. I don't have respect for people that are fans of the Utah Jazz. They need to give that name back to New Orleans. But continue. Fair <laughs> enough. You know, fair enough. You, they the do, one city that I has nothing to do with jazz. It's the like the uh, Alaskan orange growers. It's That's like, what I'm no, saying. Bro. It's a state full of jazzless people. And y'all got <laughs> yeah. the nerve to walk out on the, the, the nerve, the nerve. That's the like Utah, the New Orleans. Utah life. contemporary listening. That's what they need to be called. Or the New Orleans Mormons. They would oh be upset. Gosh. They would be oh. upset at the New Orleans Mormons. But no, <laughs> the Utah Jazz got to get out there. I'd be like, dog, clap on the two and the three. Clap on the three and the four. Clap. Just get the clap. Get the beat down. Let's see what two happens. Two and the four. Two and the four. The but uh, <laughs> I, I threw it out. I threw out a more complicated one just to see what was going to happen. Back to back? Yeah, just uh, the double time. I just want to see what they're going to do. I want to see what they're going to do. I've seen TikTok. I know that Utah has no dancing ability. And that's true because Utah is primarily a white state. But, you know, us, we're black and ugly as ever. ever. I stay Houston down to my socks. I don't have on socks. I'm at my house. I was just at work. All right. It was a great time because I work from home. I'm still sitting at my work desk. It's a great time sitting at your work desk. We just got off of work two seconds ago. Got to go right into some interviews. You got a water cooler behind you, too. You said what? You got a water cooler behind you, too. Yeah, I got my water cooler. It's this way. Ah, I did it right this time. Ah, good job. I was just testing you. I was just testing you. (laughs) I figured you was. But that's the thing about us. My name. Oh, no, oh, no. It's them again. It's the boys from In My Humble Opinion. My name, Avery, like a very nice guy. You can find me at A underscore V-R-I-I-I-I, four eyes, because I wear glasses, even though I don't have them on right now. And you could find me everywhere on all socials under that name. And my brother is with me right now. Big bro, what's up, big bro? You don't have to Just call Devon, me. big bro. I am literally your older brother, but you don't have to call me that. We have no, big bro. Other that for 
I'll do you 38 years. 37. So, Don't give me that extra. My bad. Don't my bad. I'll not put the 38 on you. I've had yeah, it I always say I'm 37. That's my age, but. Don't give me the extra year. I never lie about my age, but don't give me the extras. Oh, okay. Okay. Because there's a huge difference between 37 and 38. That's the big year. 365 days. Sorry, you, Pat, it's not even 365 days. I don't know your birthday's in August. We're creeping up on it. Life comes at you quick when you get old. We've gone through two years of COVID, and it don't even feel like it's been two years. Oh, my God. I didn't even age at that time. No, actually, I did. I'm tripping. I lost my hair during COVID. We don't need to talk about that right now. I didn't know know. that was a symptom. (laughs) (laughs) No, we're talking. Where where the hell can people find you? Just Devon? Oh, oh. See, and I I just took myself off the little thing. He's Uh, Just Devon. You can find Just Devon at Dr. Douglas on All socials. And Just Devon on Twitter. I'm yes. working on it. There's a guy named Just Devon. If y'all want to, you know, if all 30 of you, well, first of all, some of my guests are like my mom. She don't even know how to get on Twitter like that. But if y'all want to start attacking this man on Instagram and be like, yo, give up Just Devon. You don't even get on here. Instagram is almost dead anyway. So y'all might as well just go ahead and give that up to me. So, might as well. Yeah. Give it up. And you can find both of us at my humble on everything, all everything. socials. And everything. we're on in my humble in my humble opinion podcast on the YouTube. Uh thank you for watching us on the YouTube. The comments. I like the comments. Thank you very much because I, I I respond to the comments. So you know it's a, it's a good time. It's a it's a great time. Speaking of great times, we have a guest that we've wanted for a bit now, you know. Because in my humble opinion, podcast always brings attention to some of the dopest artists that you should be aware of. Now, I don't know about Devon, but uh, I first got wind of this artist on the standout performance off of Tony Dark's album, The Legend of B.B. Cooper, on the song Horizons. Now, yes, look out for your squad. I know that. Mine is on some tribal shit. I did that wrong because I'm a terrible rapper. Uh, a line that stood out to me about who she is and who she stands for, especially on her series, White Coat Wednesdays. Uh, I'm gonna try this one. I'm snapping words and pieces, wrapped in her urgent thesis. There he has it, I'm clearly, I'm clearly batching where verbiage of words, plus I'm a nerd with observant. Ah, oh, so I messed it up. Oh, yo, she I'm is- I'm gonna do it wrong. She's so much better than you. She is so much better than me, but that's what I'm showing you. How hard that she puts together these verses. It gave me, those lines gave me that dead in the middle of Little Italy. Like, just. Yeah, yeah. But she can do it because her rhymes that she puts together are very thought out. I mean, look, all right, she's God's daughter, okay? She's a creative who is expressing themselves by rapping and songwriting and creating content such as White Coat Wednesdays with her single God Willing featuring Four Eyes streaming right now. And no, see, I'm over here messed up because you have another one that you dropped today. You should slap me for that. But your creator, medical student, and who just matched with MCW Urology for her residency. Congratulations, by the way. All right, she be rapping, rapping, okay? Get ready for C-Red. How's it going? What's up, guys? It's going really, really well. Thank y'all for having me. And thank you for the intro, that was dope. Oh, thank, thank you. you. 
We thank yeah. you uh, for coming out and I'm going to go ahead and jump into it. It was with a question that I asked you uh, on when I when I went to your album uh, listening session. Mm -hmm. uh, what is it that you want to do? Because you are well versed <laughs> in rapping, but you are yeah. also well versed in the educational aspect in the medical field. Um, mm -hmm. Those can be we haven't seen this before. Like right. we've seen people that kind of dabble, but this is like this is kind of serious. So tell us mm -hmm. uh, how did you get to this point and what direction do you kind of want to go in? Well, I mean, it's a good question. It's a great question. It's It's been the question that I've kind of been asked definitely since college, I would say. Um, I started kind of taking myself seriously as an artist once I got in college, you know, got to be an adult and kind of could take myself seriously, you know, because you can't really do anything seriously when you're still in your parents' house, that kind of thing. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> you know, it just kind of is what it is. It's like when I started like really like making mixtapes and things like that. Um, I think the big thing for me is like, I think I enjoy kind of using both sides of my brain. Like I like being a nerd. Like I, I like medicine. Like I enjoy taking care of patients. Like I enjoy um, that side of my life. And I also enjoy music. Like music has always been my way of expressing myself and like decompressing. I don't like journal and stuff like that. It's always been my way of expressing like my views of the world and kind of connecting with my community and kind of making complicated um, concepts and stuff kind of simple. It's kind of the way that I like take my nerd life and, you know, communicating with that world and kind of like drawing those two worlds together. And so I don't really, I don't really see a way to separate them, honestly. Like I don't, I don't ever think there's going to be a day where I like wake up and don't want to write a rhyme, but I also don't think there's a day where I'm going to like wake up and only want to, you know, do music either, if that makes sense. And so, you know, I think, yeah. And so I think it, it's, it's always been interesting to me because it's like people have always told me that I need to kind of pick one because everyone else has only picked one. But I also think that's not true because artists are always involved in all kinds of things. Like artists are business owners, they're philanthropists, like they're, they're involved in all kinds of things, especially like once their artistry is like reached the level where they're able to do a bunch of different things. So to me, it's just kind of like, I'm both, and I'm more than an artist and a, a doctor as well. I haven't graduated yet. I graduated June 4th, thank God. Oh. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm an artist, I'm a future doctor, I'm a wife, you know, I'm, I'm a daughter, I'm a friend. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm, I'm a lot of different things. So it's just kind of like to try to box myself into just one thing. It's just, I don't think that was God's intention for me to begin with. And so I don't, I don't ever want to try to like, single myself into one into one title because i don't think that was the point of me being here so and you know that kind of long <laughs> no 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 it's not an it world world podcast we got plenty of tape so uh, <laughs> that brings up a good point because people i guess people don't really mind when you do it the back i'm not going to say the backwards way but the one way where it's like i'm an artist and i gain mm -hmm. success and mm -hmm. now i get to do a bunch of businesses so nobody yeah. kind of bats an eye when, I mean, we kind of do, but it's like, you know, Master P and J. Cole can be go become basketball players and yeah. uh, Jay-Z can become a full-on businessman. And mm -hmm. so many guys can be like, 
I sell liquor or I do this or I'm selling this or I'm now this or I can go back to school. What nobody really has a thing with entertainers going back to school. They're like, oh, yeah, I'm just going to go and get my degree. But people kind of look at it weird when they're like, oh, you you did the school thing first. So you can't you can't do the entertainment thing now, like not at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of been I don't know. I think that's. I don't know. I've had different um, opportunities, I guess, come and go because I haven't been willing to kind of just leave my school journey and kind of leave those different pursuits. But that's also just been because like I've also had my own vision for what I've wanted to do with my artistry. And I don't I didn't want to like give that up to have somebody else kind of take control of like what they thought I should be doing, you know, with my music career, too. And so it's just kind of like. It's always kind of, you know, kind of trusting your own vision for like what you think you should be doing um, with your creativity and, and your artistry. And I don't know, it, it's, it's working out. You know, it's it's definitely a grassroots operation. It's definitely a, a slower grind and a slower build, but I'm pleased with how things are going. And I, I'm proud of myself when I wake up in the morning and I can look at myself in the mirror and and not be ashamed of anything. and. Well, my parents, you know, listen to my music. They're happy with it. And, you know, it, it's, all, it's all good. Like, I don't I don't have any regrets and I'm happy really with with how things are going. So that's good. You're happy. Let's take, <laughs> let's take it back to when you were living in your parents house and your family. How did the one were you are you from a musical family? Were you musical inclined? Like what actually got you attracted to music in the first place? Um, yeah, I played a couple of instruments. Like I used to take piano lessons. So I, I quit piano in middle school. I played the trumpet for a hot minute too. I quit all that in middle school actually, cause I wanted to play basketball. Um, and that's actually around the time I started rapping too. I started rapping in middle school, kind of around the time where I like quit my instruments and like started hooping and stuff. And, um, I started rapping one of my cousins, he was from South Florida. He came up to spend um, some time with us. I lived, I grew up in Tallahassee, Florida. Um, so that's kind of like in the middle of the panhandle. So he came up to visit us and they had given them these, um, like these Apple um, laptops to kind of use over the summer. So we like put garage band and stuff on there. And we were like making beats and stuff and like started like writing these songs. We formed like a little rap group. It was me, him and my brother. We called ourselves minority <laughs> and we just started like writing all these <laughs> you know, creative, right? <laughs> started writing all these songs. In, in a crazy way though? What what would you say? Did you spell minority in a crazy way though? No. Okay. No. Oh, I really thought I, I, <laughs> I really thought, that, thought minority was gonna be spelled like all types of different ways. Okay. Nah. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, that's when we like started writing all the songs and stuff. And we had a little group for a little while and um, I just kind of kept going with it. And that's like when I first like really fell in love with hip hop, because for a while, like I, I, I really wasn't exposed to a lot of mainstream music really up until middle school as well. Like it was all what my parents like listened to. So it was a lot of like gospel music and like um, soul music, like R&B, kind of like funk, like all that kind of stuff. So I really I really hadn't really been exposed to any of that stuff until I like got to middle school and like got around my friends and like all that kind of stuff. So that was like really where like the love of it grew and I kind of just kept up with it and fell in love with it. And it it really just became, like I said, just kind of my outlet for for expressing 
kind of the world within me and around me. Now, we we talked to a lot of artists and there are a number like uh, we've had Todd on the show uh, Mm -hmm. from things with Todd and he talks about uh, his father getting upset after paying for college when Todd was dropping out and he ripped up a check in front of him, like the whole check. Mm-hmm. And he's like, that's the money you wasted. I feel like you found the cheat code cause you were doing both. Like, how did your family feel when they're like, I mean, she's rapping, but she's also still in school. So like, what is yeah. your take on your music so far? Um. They actually are kind of like, how are you doing all this? <laughs> That's kind of their thing. And like, actually for a while, like my parents didn't really know, especially when I was in college, they didn't really know how big of a deal it was. Cause I didn't really like, they like knew that I like made music, but they didn't really know like everything that I was like doing in the city. And so it would be like, people would tell them like, oh, we saw your daughter perform at this thing and like at that thing. And like, it would be like people at church, like, oh, we saw her here. We heard her on the radio there, like that kind of stuff. And they're like, like, what are y'all talking about? You know? And so they would be like, oh, like we were like hearing this stuff about you, like around the city, like, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> like that kind of thing. And so like, even now it's kind of hard. Like, even now I'm not even the best with like keeping them super up to date with stuff. Like my husband kind of has to, like send them, <laughs> oh, so send he, them the update. Yeah, because it's just I'm so used to just kind of like moving and just kind of like keeping stuff going that I just kind of I don't know I don't know what's wrong with me. I just I, I mean look I'm not I'm not gonna lie uh, I, I I feel like we would have the same question like it's surprising when you're like yeah I'm I am finishing medical school in June. Yeah. Uh, this isn't like, yo, I just kind of entered medical school. Like medical, medical school is no joke. I'm pretty sure everybody knows that. So that's mm-hmm. a lot to take on. And you're finishing this in June. Uh, mm-hmm. I was just at an album listening a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> how, how do you balance all this where you're taking on a grueling schedule for medical school and getting residency, but you're also, uh, plotting out albums because I, I listened to two albums at that release party. So that's the thing. How do you how do you strike a balance between the two? It's all it's really all a time management thing. And it's really it's really all like priorities and like time management for me. So it's just all about like like what are the things that are most important to me and like what are all the things that I'm trying to accomplish in a day, right? And so it's not that like, so even with school, like there are periods with school where like, I know that like there may be weeks or months where I'm not gonna have time to do anything music related because I'm gonna be like full fledged. Like I have to do this school stuff. Like when I have like big exams coming up or like just certain things coming up where like, I know like I'm not gonna have time to do artistry kind of stuff, right? And so like, I know when those periods are coming up. And so like when those periods come up, I know that like, okay, these few months, I need to make sure I'm like going like super ham with my artistry. I'm recording as much as I can, writing as much as I can. Like I need like this many white coat Wednesdays ahead. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm doing all that kind of stuff ahead of time so that like when I have to like kind of go dark creatively, I already have like all my content ready to go. And so like, um, 
when I like started doing the White Coat Wednesdays, it was actually my husband's idea to do it. Like I didn't even want to do it at first just because I was just kind of like, I don't know. There's multiple reasons why I didn't want to do it. I'm glad that okay, I didn't. Wait, wait, wait. Well, well, I got to stop you there because I do want to know what were the because okay. White Coat Wednesdays works, but I also feel like do your do your do your words you know, like you do your worlds collide. Like, have you been were you trying to keep both worlds separate? And then your husband's like, do White Coat Wednesdays, and you're like, well, this is everything coming together now. Um. Yes and no. I mean, yes, yes and no. So I feel like there is, I feel like there is a a bit of a fine line that I'm not with medicine where since I'm not like fully there yet, like I'm not sure what I can and can't do quite yet or like what stuff may or may not get me in trouble. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, as yeah. Dr. Battle versus, you know what I'm saying? So there, there is a degree of separation that I would like to have, like between being an artist versus like being responsible, you know, for like the well-being of my patients and stuff like that. Because I don't want like things that I'm doing as an artist to be like misconstrued with like things that I'm doing clinically. Cause you know, everything doesn't need to like overlap. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. something that I say in a song, like doesn't need to be taken as like my patient, like telling, you know what I'm saying? Like they're not always meant to be the same thing. Okay. Um, so, so yes, <laughs> but in the same, in the same way, I, um, I don't know. I knew that I was going to be like applying for residency and stuff too. So I was also like, I don't want there to be any like red flags or whatever for residency programs for them, like being afraid to like have a rapper in their program. But then I got over that. Cause I was just like, this is such a big part of my life that like, if they don't want somebody who raps in their program, I don't belong there anyway. And yeah. so I like talked about that in every interview that I was in, you know, like it came up in every interview. I put it in my personal statements. So that's like a big thing where you like, talk about, you know, the path to like the field that you choose and like, you kind of like talk about your story and like what like got you to that point. Um, and so I put like being a rapper and like my artistry and all that kind of stuff in my personal statement. So it would come up in every interview that I was in because I wanted that to be like, hey y'all, this is who I am. This is a big part of my life. If this is an issue for you. I don't belong here. You know what I'm saying? And it worked out, you know? Um, and so, yeah, with the White Coat Wednesday thing, like at first I didn't want to do it just because, yeah, I didn't want to do it at first <laughs> for, for multiple reasons. I mean, like, I think um, we're in an era where you kind of, there's a lot of pressure to always have content, 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 content. So if you're just kind of like freely giving away content, you're, there's like this pressure that's like, oh, I could have used that for this or I could have used that for that, you know? But I think that it's... Um, it's forced me to like be consistent and to um, really be very intentional with how I use my time. So like every week I know that like, okay, I'm posting my White Coat Wednesdays at this time. It's like gotten me um, used to like looking at my analytics and things like that. Like stuff I didn't want to take time to do like, cause I didn't really care about it before. Like, but now I have to do it because there's nobody else to do it. It's kind of like really like taught me those kinds of skills and stuff. And it's also just made my pen game a lot sharper mm -hmm. and like made my songwriting skills a lot better because 
like my white coat Wednesday versus I like them because they're, you know, like they're quick, they're fun, but they also like when I'm going in to write, like, you know, like more serious things for my, for my albums and stuff. Like it's way easier for me to like pull those chops out and do it. So I like it. So I know. <laughs> no, no, I'll say it, it definitely gives you the practice. Like you're working out lyrically, like Jay Z. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, so it's all it's all repetition. I mean, it's with anything, like with artistry. Like I'm gonna, I'm doing a surgical subspecialty with urology, with artistry, with surgery. Like the more you practice anything, you get better at it. And so that's what all this stuff is about. And it's like music and medicine. They're both, you know, two different crafts. And I want to be great at both of them. So that's. That's what it's all about, just putting in the time and putting in the effort. So that's what I'm doing. <laughs> Am I frozen? Hold up. Yeah, yeah, okay. but you're getting, you're getting yeah. You're, I was about to say, it was, a, it was a slight, a slight delay. Slight, slight delay. <laughs> putting I mean, in the time and putting in the effort though, but what made you go into urology? Man, so yeah, let's talk about that. So, all right, when I was interviewing for medical school, so I don't know if y'all know this. I used to be a chemical engineer. So what? <laughs> what? Who are you? Are you an alien? God. Yes. So I'm like, <laughs> I'm like the, I don't know, man. I'm like the, I don't know. I'm the weird. I'm the one who's like, so I want to be like the, whatever kid like thinks that they can't do whatever like I want to be that that example for the kid like you can do whatever you want to do kid you know what I'm saying if you think you want to be this you can be this if you want to be a rapper you can be a rapper if you want to be an engineer you can do that you can do whatever you want to do like that's that's the story that I want to tell people um so that's actually what brought me to Texas that's how I got from Tallahassee to Houston I used to work in the oil and gas industry because I did chemical engineering yeah so I moved out here in 2014 because I was working at an oil refinery, basically. Um, and I quickly like decided that I didn't want to do that <laughs> you know, for the next the next 30 years or whatever. And I had been um, thinking about med school when I was in undergrad, but like engineering school was such a it was hard. It was hard, and it kind of like burned me out. And like I wanted to get out of Tallahassee. I had done um, an internship in college, like out in the Houston area, and I got a job offer from it. So I was like, yeah, I'm gonna take this job and just kind of like see what's up and just figure it out from there. So I took the job, came out here, and then like quickly decided that I wanted to do something else um, after starting the job. So um, applied to medical school. I actually had to do that twice because I didn't get in the first year I applied. So second year I applied for medical school, I was like interviewing, down here at UTMB, because I'm in UTMB at Galveston. And um, the second interview that I had was with a urologist here at UTMB. He was actually the residency program director here at UTMB. And I was just like talking to him like in the interview. And it's actually funny, like when I walked into his office, he had a music video up that I shot in college. And like when I walked into his office, he said, hey, is this you? And he like plays the music video. <laughs> and so after like the whole video plays and I was like yeah it's me and he was the like this is <laughs> yeah yeah and it was a song um called promise that I did it's off a um a mixtape called credible sources that me and backpack beats did actually mm -hmm. so so yeah he plays that music video and like we go through the whole interview and he kind of like 
talk to me about his career in urology and all that kind of stuff. And I was like, I didn't know, I didn't have any idea like what urologists did or like what it was or anything, but I was just kind of like, he was cool. Like his career sounded kind of dope. And so I just decided that I would kind of keep it on my radar kind of while I was going through medical school and like thinking about what I wanted to do afterwards. Um, and so then while I was going through medical school and just doing different electives and stuff and kind of like keeping my interests open and stuff, I kind of fell in love with it and yeah, ended up deciding that that's what I wanted to do. And for the audience, what, what is a urologist <laughs> for, for all of us? Childish. Yeah. <clears throat> so urologists, um, they're basically the surgeons that uh, take care of kidney stones. They do like surgeries on your kidney, bladders, prostates. Um, so yeah, kidney stones, prostate cancer, um, bladder cancer. Uh, they help women with like urinary incontinence, things like that, uh, vasectomies. Um, I'm trying to think of like common things. Those are probably like the most common things. Yeah, like, things, that, things that people need. I mean, important things. Uh, like, you know, yeah. like yeah. we joke about it a lot, but it's hyper important. Like, especially. Oh, yeah, 100%. 100%. So. And then, of course, kidney stones, because I don't think a lot of people realize how many people like get kidney stones because nobody. Oh, yeah. Nobody drinks water anymore. <laughs> nobody. Y'all, please drink your water. Please. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Yes. Water. <laughs> and make sure it's real water. I know two people, two people. Uh, one of them, he said back in high school, he was playing football. And they were like, you need to drink water, be hydrated. And he's like, I just didn't like the taste of water. So he was drinking those uh, those Walmart Clear America waters with the flavoring in them. You know, the ones that say zero all the way down the side. But I was mm -hmm. like, if it says zero all the way down the side, where's the flavor? Like something's in here. And yeah. <laughs> uh, he said he spent a whole summer doing that. He's working out. He's drinking those. And he got kidney stones. Uh, and then we had another friend that his girl was drinking Topo Chico's. That was it. All the time. All the time. Mm -hmm. And then she developed kidney stones. And a lot of people will be like, and every time I've told somebody that, they've been like, wait, what? <laughs> like, are you sure? Like, how often do you run across things? I mean, this is just in, in your field. I'm talking like I'm in, even in the field. I don't know nothing. So how often, explain to people about that, like the importance of drinking water and, and how these problems can prop up. Yeah, I mean, so it's important to drink water. So basically, you need to drink water because it's going to flush out. Okay, so let me just back up. Kidney stones form when basically um, when different, I'm trying to not sound too like technical, kidney stones form <laughs> when, <laughs> when um, different uh, particles are basically allowed to like, like become too concentrated in your urine. So the more water that you drink, it's going to flush those things like diluted and like flush it out of your urine, basically. Yeah. It's the short answer, basically. Um, like the most common um, stones that are formed are calcium, like oxalate stones. And so a lot of the things that in those things that people are drinking are basically just like forming oxalate, basically, in the urine. And that's, that's like, a lot of stuff that people think, oh, yeah. well, 
I'm not getting the calories in. I'm drinking a diet soda or I'm drinking yeah. water or I'm drinking, you know, but it's a flavored water or I put yeah. a drink mix in my water so that, you know, I still get water, but I'm still, and these are marketed to people like, yeah, absolutely. This is the healthiest way to do this because there's one company that's like, who wants to drink regular water? <laughs> and they're like, you know, your water should taste like blueberries, but all that stuff can add up uh, inside of your kidneys. I did not know we were going to have a medical discussion. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah. So, yeah. And yeah. you're stopping yourself because you're like, I don't want to be so uh, technical. Uh, it shines out in your lyrics as well. Yeah. Like, uh, I, 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 we put you down on one of the 22 women in hip hop to look out for, uh, for the Houston press. But also, uh, when I was highlighting Tony Dark's album, mm -hmm. hands down for me, top five verse of the year. Mm. I don't, I don't say like what the number is. Cause you know, I mean, I'm sure you'll be nice, but rappers get mad. Uh, so they're like, I'm like, you're the top five verse of the year. They're like, which one? And I'm like, <laughs> five. Like, I don't know. Depends on how I'm feeling. Like if right, I'm, right. Uh, but it's like very lyrically dense in a good way. Uh, so I'm assuming all that education and everything plays <laughs> into like this high level vocabulary. For sure. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure that's how it goes. Uh, do you have a lot of your classmates that like discover your music? Do they know you're a rapper? They do. They do. My classmates know for sure. I um a lot of my classmates will like come to my shows and stuff, which is mm. nice of them. Yeah. Oh. They show a lot of love and when I when I drop projects and stuff, we have like a big class group me that like post the links and stuff in there. So oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. And then yeah. the other thing too is like, do you feel like times are? I mean, the internet is definitely changing a lot of stuff. If you had have told me, Avery and I were just at the 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 Toby show, Toby mm -hmm. Ngagwe, mm -hmm. and if you, I'm sure, I would bet money that multiple people have been in his ear his whole trajectory saying you should do something else like this is mm -hmm. not going to work and he has made a lane for himself uh using the internet in a different kind of environment do you feel like there's less i mean it's not like 1990 where it's like i need a record label i need to do this and i'm sure a record label would tell you like you got to stop this medical thing <laughs> You know, what I mean, like, I'm like, you got to choose one or the other. Yeah. Uh, does having the internet give you a little bit more freedom as an artist now? I think so. I mean, yes, for sure. I think it's a lot easier to get music out. But I also think that it's a lot easier to get music out for everyone, mm -hmm. you know? So you're just competing uh -huh. with everyone who can get their music out there. Um, so I think the the market is just a lot more saturated yeah. with people who are just able to get their music out there. So then it becomes like, how do you, how do you break through all that noise, you know? Um, which is something that I'm still trying to figure out where it does become kind of frustrating that like, I don't know, to not have the support of a label now that it feels like, because it's like, all right, well, I'm using this out there now, but like now I don't have any help to push it you know, other than like myself and my family and my friends and that kind of thing, you know? Um, 
There's definitely certain things. I mean, well, first, in steps your husband with this whole White Coat Wednesday idea. Yeah, yeah. What was your, when you first recorded White Coat Wednesdays, you put out the first one, what was kind of the initial response? Oh, man. That's a good question. I don't remember. <laughs> I'm very honest with you. I don't remember. How did you oh. feel after doing it, though? How did you feel after your first White Coat Wednesday? I feel like I was like, we'll see how this goes. I guess I'll do it again. Because you got to understand, I didn't have the best attitude. I'm going to be very, very honest with y'all. I didn't have the best attitude when I first started doing White Coat Wednesdays. Like, I didn't want to do them every week. Mm -hmm. You know, like, I didn't want to leave them up after I did them. Ah. <laughs> I didn't want to, like, type out my lyrics and leave them up. You know, I'm just very, like... Why not? I'm Why didn't like, you want to do that? Huh? Why didn't you want to do that, though? I just, I don't know. You just get kind of like, I don't know. When you've been independent and, like, grinding for a while, sometimes you can, I feel like artists go through these, like, peaks and valleys of being, like, jaded and, like, excited and, like, jaded and, like, excited. So, like, there are some days where I'm, like, really, really excited, and there are some days where I'm, like, man, like, I'm tired, you know, and you get, you get worried of like, if you're putting your lyrics up, like, are you going to hear it on somebody else's song? Like who's bigger than you, who has people, you know what I'm saying? Like you just never know what eyes are on you, who's watching you. And like, because you're so small, like you never know if somebody's just going to take your line and you're going to hear it in somebody else's song because they can do that. You know what I'm saying? And so like, it's, it's those happened? kinds of things. Not to my knowledge, but I also don't listen yeah. to a lot of like mainstream music, so who knows? <laughs> what, are what do you listen to? I listen to my friends' music mostly. I listen to my friends' music and like people that I'm like fans of. To be Put honest, your friends you. out and, you, and the people you listen to out. Who are they? Um, Tony Dark, okay. uh, for sure. Um, I listen to. Hold on, I got a whole. I got. I have my stack of vinyl over here. Hold up. So Tony <laughs> Yep. Who else is over here? Oop, Fat Tony. Oh, Fat Tony. Yeah. I got that one too. Yep, Exotica. Like yep, Lyric Jones, the homie. Okay. Oh, okay. Yep, yep. Oliver St. Louis. Y'all know him? No. Actually, did he's we just hear about it? This okay. project is dope. Yeah. So okay. this is Matters of the Heartless. This is dope. Y'all should listen to this. I like his singer, but he like yeah. plays and stuff too. The homie Nameless. This is Chips. His album's Chips. He's okay. a producer. So he and Lyric Jones also um, dropped a project before this last one that she did that Fonte executive produced. Yeah. They dropped um, Gas Money, which was dope. Um, who else do I like to listen to? And then I like like Foreign Exchange. I like like Tall Black Guy. Like and there's just just like certain like sounds and stuff that I like. I listen to like Chris Dave and the Drumheads a lot. Um, like, you know, like Robert Glasper, like those kinds yeah. of. Of course you're gonna listen to jazzy music. That's why your music yeah. sounds the way it does. <laughs> Thank you. Do you ever feel like you get pigeonholed? I mean, we are in, uh, I think one of the things I find refreshing about you and artists like Toby, and we were talking, uh, I, literally we were talking like yesterday to uh, Sunny the Rapper. Mm -hmm. She was like, this is a city where everybody can make their own type of music. Mm -hmm. Everybody's not always, she's like, everybody doesn't get the focus 
they necessarily deserve because the radio only want to play one thing. But she's like, if you look out, like, you know, she was saying that list we put out, she's like, yo, there are so many different types of people on here. Uh, what is it like being in a city like Houston where, uh, you know, some people say it has a certain sound, but when you get closer to it, it's like it's all these varied sounds, but there is a mainstream sound. What is it like it's skewing that trying to mainstream sound and still kind of being in your own lane? I think Houston, I think Houston's dope, to be very honest with you. Yeah. I mean, I think that, um, I think Houston has a lot of like hidden talent. Yeah. Like there's a lot of like very, very talented people in Houston that like you just don't even know or hear, you know, unless you like, know that they're here or you like go to a spot and there's just like a bunch of creatives there you know what i'm saying so i think i think it's i think it's a city that um it's very easy to be like creatively inspired in if you kind of know what spaces to be in um i think that i've been to a lot of like dope events too that like creatives have put together where they're like trying to bring people together and like collaborate and things like that which i think is dope um and I think that, I don't know, I think, I think the trajectory for the city is good in that regard. Like, yes, there is the mainstream sound, but I think there's enough things happening um, independently and like underground where it's like gonna stay fresh and like stay new and like artists that are coming up are like gonna have um, a, lot of, a lot of different avenues to like stay creative and, and stay and stay. I don't, I'm like, I've lost my train of thought. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's going to be, they're, they're, they're going to have the opportunity to, to create a lot of dope things, in my opinion. And no, I completely get what you're saying, because, yeah. you know, we discovered you. I discovered, well, he said it, like, we listen, we know Tony Dark. Mm-hmm. We liked his album. We were looking forward to D.B. Looper. We liked that sound. And then we heard your verse, and I was like, yo, who is that? <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, uh, it does say something, too, for, and I would say this to everybody, and I feel like it's developing more and more. I mean, they had some report the other day where they were like, the majority of music for the first time in history that's being played mm-hmm. since they've been cataloging is older music. Mm-hmm. It's like new music comes out, charts, and, you know, you'll hear, I'm not going to name a name, but you'll hear a big artist come out, say, hey, my album stream this much, da 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 And you'll be a lot of people like, I don't remember hearing this album. But okay, <laughs> that's cool. And then everybody yeah. kind of goes back like, I feel like we're all like in a like in a TikTok world where it's like, yeah, like I'm listening to that 3-6 Mafia song that came out 24 years ago. Right. Or I'm listening to this song that came out eight years ago. And it's yes. just like, you know, uh, the, the the sound is definitely changing, and I think Houston is a good spot to do it. So if you like music, go just listen to what you like. That's yes. I would I say so. I would, sure. I would I would definitely say that's the best thing. Look, I'm glad you expanded, and you're finally like, okay, I'm cool with the white. Wait, are you cool with the white coat Wednesdays now? Oh yeah, I love white coat Wednesday now. Okay, so I now like look forward to it every week now. Yeah. So I I fun. guess that's my other thing too. So. You might not remember the first one uh, when it came out in response, but at what point were you like, all right, like, I'm not going to have an attitude about this. Like, I kind of like this. 
Huh. Okay, so this was probably, it was like the week of Thanksgiving, I would say. Cause I was back home in Florida and I was, I was actually telling my husband, I was like, man, I'm not going to post a white coat Wednesday this week. Like, I'm just going to take a break. You know, it's Thanksgiving week. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was trying to like give myself that excuse. And he was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> he was like, no, like you have to post something this week because like, you have to stay consistent. Like he was like, the more that you stay consistent, like it's going to, like, it's, he's like, it's, this isn't about you. You know what I'm saying? He's like, I know that you don't want to do it because of you, but like you being consistent is inspiring people. You know what I'm saying? Like, regardless of whether you think it is or not. And so then I was like, all right, fine. And so like I posted it because I was just thinking about it like analytically. I'm like, it's the Wednesday before Thanksgiving. Like people don't care. Like they're not going to be on their phones. Like I was just thinking like no one's going to like it. No one's going to see it. Like who cares? You know what I'm saying? But I still did it. I still posted it. And, you know, I got a little bit of likes or whatever. And so I did it that week. And then the next week I did it again. And then I think like people are like, yo, like every week that you do these, like it's so inspiring. Like I come to your page, like just to see what you're going to do, you know, and it's just kind of like, all right, like this really is bigger than me. And it became like less of a selfish thing and more of like a this is more of like a vessel, a vessel life kind of thing for you. So you need to keep doing it for the people and like stop making it about you and like what you want because you know when you're a musician and when you're an artist like I feel like art is meant to inspire people you know like you should make the music that you want to hear and like the music that you like but at the end of the day like it's meant to move the people and so I think like that whole those two weeks of like Thanksgiving week and like the week after was when I was like all right I'm gonna take this seriously and like be excited about it and so now I like it. Like I look forward to um, finding like what producers beats I want to rap over and like figuring out what flows and stuff I want to use and stuff. So it's fun. Oh, that's good. Did, did your, what, what, was your husband cool with it or did he say, I told you so? <laughs> Finally we're like, yeah, I like it. He's like, yeah, I knew you would. <laughs> he's more like, I'm glad that you like it. Now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's more, yeah, he's graceful <laughs> i'm just letting you know in his head he's like man i told her <laughs> <laughs> okay so let's talk about i mean white coat wednesdays is your like weekly freestyle so mm -hmm. you're on other people's beats you're on sometimes original beats and all these things and you're just displaying your lyrical skill mm -hmm. uh there's a gear shift when you start to go into album mode so mm -hmm. you have a new album uh tell us about that like the producers uh that went into it because it's very uh I, I don't want to say it's weird to call music melodic but it's melodic <laughs> so oh, yeah, for sure. yeah yeah so tell us about the creation of this album yeah so uh the new album is called air um and it stands for having everything inside reveal revealed it's produced um, exclusively by The Rue. And so The Rue is a Houston-based production team. It's three members. It's um, Jermaine Williams, King Mason, and Kay. Um, and so we actually started working on that project in 2019, actually. Oh. I, um, I did a live show. I did a Make Proper Art show, actually. And Jermaine was the bass player for that show. And so we kind of connected after that. And he kind of um, told me what the Rue was trying to do like as a production team. And he kind of said that he thought that they could really enhance what I was trying to do um, 
with my art and that kind of thing. And I, you know, before I, you know, I've just kind of worked with beat makers and stuff like that and have just a lot of like two track kind of kind of projects and stuff like that. And so he really thought that they could like really enhance my sound and really help me like put together a, um, a dope cohesive body of work. And so, yeah, we started working on that in 2019 and finally pulled it together. And I don't know, it was, it's been a really, really dope experience. I, um, I never really worked with um, a lot of like live instrumentation and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, it's, I learned a lot. I, um, it was the first project where I like really forced myself to write the best version of each song, I would say, because I would say um, on other projects before I, I, I don't know, I guess I wasn't mature enough to, as an artist to kind of not figure out how to let my ego get out of the way to like rewrite a hook or rewrite a verse, you know what I'm saying? Or like, listen to people be like, oh, you know, like that hook is cool, but it could be better. Or that verse is cool, but on this part, I kind of, you, I kind of lost you when you did this or like had that switch up or whatever. So, you know, I like took all that feedback really seriously and tried to make sure we were really intentional about features and, and things like that. And even like instrumentation switch-ups and things like that. So everything was very intentional. And I hope that um, the listeners kind of feel that when they're listening to it and appreciate that. So what was it about? Yeah, I was going to say, what was it about this group and this particular music that made you kind of push your ego aside at this point? Um, This group was very... It was really their just their dedication and their commitment to to wanting to make the best version of the song too. I think, um, and I mean, it's not to take anything away from any other projects that I've done, but it's just kind of like when you listen to a song and it's just kind of like, how can this be better? Like, is it? <clears throat> Is it, I don't even know how to explain this. It's like, what's clashing, right? Because even with instruments and even with like vocals, like everything has its own like frequency and stuff like that too. So it's like, what's clashing? Like if a listener is, if somebody's listening to it, like is something going to throw their experience off? Like all those kinds of things. You know what I'm saying? It's just all of us like really wanting to put our best foot forward because it was going to be, their first project as a group that they like did with an artist. So it was gonna be kind of like their presentation as a group. And for me, it was gonna be, I hadn't released a project since 2019. That was the last time I released something I did, um, I'm Ready back in 2019. But even that, it was just like, you know, just like a collection of beats and stuff. It wasn't anything that serious. So like, I wanted to make sure that like, whatever I came out with next, it was really going to be like, whoa, like I wanted to show that I had grown like as a person and as an artist as well, because it's like, I've been off for almost three years, you know? So you don't want to take all that time off and then come back. And it just seemed like you didn't really like do anything with that time, Mm -hmm. you know? So their um, willingness to kind of listen to me as an artist and like what I was looking for and kind of their willingness to kind of meet my vision, even when they didn't 
agree with me in the beginning <laughs> um, was actually like, I really, really appreciated that. What did even, you agree with? <laughs> for example, like the first song on, on air, um, the very first song is called Like Air. Um, that song originally, it sounds, it sounded completely different than it does on the album now. Um, I actually wrote that, um, I was actually at school when I wrote that song. I wrote it after I heard um, a Robert Glasper song. It was actually a Robert Glasper and Rhapsody song, um, Expectations off the Fuck Your Feelings project from Robert Glasper. So I like heard that song and I was like, man, like this is dope. Like, I wish I was on this song. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And so like when I heard that, I was like, so I just like started writing, like when I heard that. Um, and so I was like listening to the beat from the Rue and I was like, oh, this is kind of dope. Like, I think this will fit well on this. But like that beat at that time, like had drums on it and it had like a saxophone on it, like all this other kind of like different stuff. And so um, Mason, he um, he like plays the keys and like, does like orchestration and like all that kind of stuff. So he it's like sent an idea where he had added like orchestration on top of the beat. And at that time, like the beat had like drums, like all this other kind of stuff on it. But like when I heard the orchestration, I was like, yo, like this orchestration is super dope, but y'all got to take the drums out. And they were like, what do you mean we got to take the drums out? Like it's a hip hop album. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like it's a hip hop album. Like you got to have the drums. And I was like, nah like y'all have to take these drums off <laughs> you know what I'm saying like just like trust me like please take the drums out and so we like went back and forth but they like took the drums out and they ended up having to like replay some other things to kind of make the song make sense and kind of make it fit but it kind of I wanted the song like the first song that the project opened up with I wanted to I wanted it to be really musical and I wanted it to sound like something that um I felt represented how musical and how melodic, as you said, Devon, that group is mm -hmm. just because that what that group can do, I feel like a lot of production teams can't. And so I wanted the I wanted the album to kind of open up with that. Like, a lot of y'all can't do this at home. Let me show you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like this is yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, this isn't this isn't normal. And like, let me show you like what these guys can do, you know, because the rest of the album, like it's cool, like it's dope. But, you know, it has the drums and it, it has like a good feel and stuff like that. So I wanted to be like super musical, like super cinematic, like and they kind of met me at my vision. And so do you find yourself do you find yourself like leaning in that direction now that you've had that you've experienced that sound? Like, what do you prefer? Do you prefer now like? I want to do more stuff and lean towards live instrumentation. Are you like, I want to go more back to drum machines or I could do either? Either. It just kind of depends. Yeah. It just depends kind of depends. I definitely, yeah. I mean, <clears throat> I think at the end of the day, I love like performing and I love live shows. So like anything that I can adapt to live instrumentation is always going to be a major plus for me. Um, but I'm not gonna like, I'm not gonna turn my back on beat machines and stuff like that. The the day. <laughs> That's where I came from, you know? <laughs> That's how you got started. That's how you got started. Yeah. So yeah. now we're at a point, uh, and, and, you know, I'm not gonna belabor this point too much, but you're about to be a doctor, uh, mm -hmm. like full on. 
what are the plans in the future on how you're going to meld these two worlds? I think you've been doing a great job so far. And it sounds like you're progressing in both. So, you know, like you're talking about the analytics and all this stuff on White Coat Wednesdays, and you're also talking about residency. Uh, what are the plans for the future in terms of how you see your career moving forward? That's a good question. Um, so the plans for the future, well, I start residency officially. Well, official start date will be July 1st of 2022. Um, as you know, I have some some stuff in the chamber yes. <laughs> that's ready to go. Yes, you do. So that stuff will be ready to go for when I get, you know, a little bit busier this year. Um, but I mean, at the end of the day, um, I'm still, I'm always gonna make music. I, um, I have plans for um, kind of using uh, my artistry to kind of do more things with education and even kind of do more things with communicating like medical knowledge and things like that. So there's like things that I wanna work on in that lane as well, like aside from just releasing projects and stuff like that. Um, I'll still do my White Coat Wednesdays when I'm in residency. They may not be every week, but I'll still hit y'all with something periodically. <laughs> completely random. Have you? Do you know the people for Reading with a Rapper? Yes. Oh, okay. I talked to them last week. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Oh, yeah. wait, wait, wait. Did you know them already, or did y'all? They found out about me from White Coat Wednesday. Okay, because you would, you would <laughs> your husband was right. Look at that. Perfectly. Okay. Perfectly yes. with reading with a rapper. So yes. you guys are going to be doing some stuff because that, yeah. Oh, I wish I, I wish I could take credit for that idea. <laughs> well, you can take credit oh. for another one. Uh, producer that she should hook up with, Jedi. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Jedi Master. Jedi oh, Master. Yeah, what's up? Uh, are you familiar with Jedi Master? I'm not familiar with Jedi. We will definitely show you because he, you know, because. Soulful, and, and he has no problem taking drums out of stuff. He, <laughs> no. he is definitely oh, yes, necessary. Oh, no, 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 no. I love the drums. He's musically skilled. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, you yeah, won't yeah. be disappointed. Fantastically skilled. And yeah. he will literally text, like, Yo, Griselda got a new album coming out. No drums. <laughs> He's just like, Yeah, yeah. So, no, no, those are those are things. Yeah. Okay, we can take credit for the introduction on that, but um. Yeah, the reading with a rapper, their program is yes, incredible. Absolutely. And it would fit right in. Plus, you know, you've got lyrics. So that pays off really well as well. And like I said, there are only two rappers I would see that were in the medical field that were doing consistent rapping in their car. And it was you and Martina Marie. Like, I would always. I love Martina Marie. Yeah. I'm like, she yeah. was doing the nursing thing and she was adamant, like, yeah. mm -hmm. oh, I'm still going to work. Like, oh, absolutely. Yeah, until y'all give me like a deal, yeah, I'm going to work. Like, I make money already. So, right. yeah, right. that's a that's a huge. I mean, deal. yeah, I feel that. I'm still going to work too. Nobody... <laughs> you want to be a doctor, though. I mean, eventually, you know, yeah. the doctor yeah. thing also gives you uh, a. I mean, I know you're going into residency. Residency mm -hmm. is the uh, the the like people don't know residency is like the poor time for doctors <laughs> like i know the big bucks come but residency yeah. is is a grind 
uh, sure. to get through. But when you come out, you'll have a whole lot of leverage. Like, you know, if a label comes to you, it's like, we're going to offer you this much. You're like, I already I make, make that that much. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so exactly. that's a huge thing. What are your and concerns? I think that, oh, go ahead. Oh, something? No, 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 no I didn't go mean to. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, <laughs> I was, what are your concerns when you're going into residency? But what were you about to say? Oh, no, I was just going to say that um, I think that like being like in residency and like being in medicine is going to like open a different lane and like open a different set of doors too yeah. that I'm excited about. Um, you know, like being an artist and stuff as well, because and to like be an advocate and stuff in like a lot of different lanes too, which I'm excited about. So I, yeah, I have a lot of, I have a lot of different plans, but yes, definitely collaborating with Reading with the Rapper. Definitely like you've heard the album that's going to come out after um, Air and definitely still doing the White Coat Wednesdays. Tony Dark and I also have a project that we're wrapping up as well. So yeah, there's a lot of stuff in the works. Like we're, we're talking about a, a complete project with you and him? A complete project, yeah. Oh, sweet. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fantastic. So we're, yeah, we're, we're oh, always working over here. <laughs> Tony, Tony knows Jedi too. So oh, cool. you, can ask, you can ask about him. So yeah. How did you learn time management? Because that's got to be what it is. Your time management has to be immaculate. <laughs> I didn't want to be offensive. I was like, yo, either you have the best time management or the strongest ADHD I've ever seen <laughs> yeah. in my life. And I'm only saying that because I have ADHD and people be like, how are you doing this stuff? And I was like, man, I don't know. I didn't. I thought this is how people worked. But apparently that's not. So how <laughs> is it that you are getting all this stuff done as I step on my brother's question? <laughs> Follow me. <laughs> Man, honestly, it's definitely a combination of the grace of God for sure. But also just like, I don't know, I just have so many things that I want to accomplish. Like I just like, I just like actually like legitimately like want to do all these things, you know, and it like it like excites me to like finish things. You know what I'm saying? So I just like figure out like what do I need to do to like finish this stuff you know what I'm saying so I just try to make the most of the hours that I have in each day and it's just kind of like even if it's like I'll set little timers and stuff too it's like all right I'm gonna work on this thing for 30 minutes you know what I'm saying I'm gonna like work on editing my white coat Wednesday video for 15 minutes and then I'm gonna like read this thing for school for 20 minutes and then I'm gonna you know what I'm saying like I'll, I'll work on things in little chunks and then at the end of the day like I'll have all my stuff done you know it's just it's just like breaking things into different pieces. You know, if I don't have time to like sit down and work on something straight for two hours or whatever, I'll just figure out how to break it up and, and get it done. And that's why you're smart. Yeah, I was about to say, I was about to say, because that, no, never mind. We don't have the same brain because I don't break <laughs> I wait until the last possible minute <laughs> and I'm like, all right, let me drink some coffee and let's get to work. <laughs> so yeah, no. That is a good thing. Now, um, I guess, and, and now I just lost my train of thought, but my question, it was going to be about, like, as your, what is your family's thoughts as they see you progress and kind of move forward? Going from your parents, uh, seeing you get to the residency and knowing tangentially about your rap career like they know you rap but they don't know everything about it but particularly your husband who i know knows all the stuff yeah. like what is their experience just seeing you 
progress forward? Man, so my parents are really, really excited about the residency thing. Really, really excited about the resident thing. Resident residency thing. Probably more excited about that than the rapping thing. Probably, probably <laughs> because they don't know about the extent of the rapping thing still, and they're just like, we don't know how she does this still. So there's that. Um, but they're excited. They're proud. Um, I was telling my husband before, like, I probably wouldn't even be in medical school if it wasn't for my dad, because he kind of was the one that like planted that seed and kind of like spoke the. I know you're going to be a urologist and like achieve that dream and like that kind of thing. So I appreciate him for believing in me in that regard. Um, and yeah, my husband is just kind of like, his thing is just kind of like, these are all the things that you've been praying for. So like, it's just time to, it's just time to get it. Like, let's go, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so he's just kind of like. And you yeah. said it was your dad that put it in. What is that? Yeah. I guess, what is that conversation when, I mean, look, you're talking about going from engineer, which mm -hmm. we were shocked at, that you just kind of lightly dropped, like, oh, by the way, I was an engineer. And then I <laughs> went to medical school, medical school, which is a big, and a lot of people, whether in, if they're in these professions, that engineer requires a lot of schooling, medical school mm -hmm. requires a lot of schooling, lawyer, doctor, these things mm -hmm. require a lot. You hear a lot of people that are like, man, you will never catch me back in somebody's school. Like, I did it, I'm done, I never want to be in a classroom again, like I'm burnt out. Uh, to be suggested that in your initial thought, like, yeah, I've, I've done engineering and now I want to go to medical school. Uh, what was that conversation like? And did it take a lot of convincing or were you like, yeah, this is it? Oh, man. I mean, I actually tried to avoid medical school. Like, here's the thing. I actually kind of like skipped over this because I was trying not to take up a bunch of time, but I was, when I decided that I didn't want to stay in engineering, I was trying to like figure out like what other school I was going to do instead. So I was like, am I going to go to like grad school and do something else? I knew I probably shouldn't go to grad school for engineering because I didn't like like engineering research and stuff like that, but it was just kind of like an easy thing to do because I was already in the field. So I I thought about that for a second. Um, I thought about going to business school, but I was just kind of like, I don't really want to go to business school. Like, <laughs> I feel like business is like cool, but like a lot of it is just kind of like, eh, whatever. You know, I don't, it just wasn't really exciting to me. It's kind of like common sense kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's just kind of like, I don't want to go to school for that. Um, and so when I was talking to my dad, just about like, I know I don't want to stay at this job. Like, I know I need to do something else, but I don't know what to do. He was just kind of like, my mom and my brother are doctors. They knew they wanted to be doctors when they were kids. I didn't want to go to medical school. One, because I did engineering school and I got burned out. And two, because I thought medical school took too long and I'm impatient. And so that's why all this is hilarious. Um, <laughs> and so my dad was like, well, why don't you like think about going to medical school? Like you'd be a great doctor. You're disciplined. Like you can like, you know, like you can do it. Like, why don't you just like think about it? Like get you an NCAT book, like study for it like you know what I'm saying just like see if like if you start studying for it if you like it like just like see what happens and I was like all right fine and so I like got the little MCAT book and I like started like looking through and stuff and like doing little questions and stuff and I was like oh this is dope like I could do this you know and like that's kind of like what sent me down that path and I was like dang like I guess I'm gonna go to medical school you know and it's just kind of like <laughs> I'm like three years out of college now and it's just kind of like 
well, this sucks. <laughs> like, because like, this is exactly what I didn't want to do with like all this time. You know what I'm saying? So it, it's just funny how stuff works out. Do you feel like it went quick or, or, or did it really take a long time? Because I mean, it's no, it went really quick. Yeah, It went really quick. And like, I get that's the thing about time, man. It's just kind of like the stuff that you think is going to take a lot of time, like it really doesn't take that much time. Like the time is going to pass anyway, you know, and especially if you're like doing something that you don't want to do, like the time is going to go by slowly <laughs> if you're like unhappy doing whatever you're doing. So you might as well chase whatever dream you want to chase. You know what I'm saying? Like I've been in med school for four years and it feels like it's like gone by like that. You know, like we're getting ready to graduate and I'm telling my husband, like, it feels like I just got here, Man. you know? So yeah, it's been, it's been crazy. So yeah, man. <laughs> Much success yeah. to you. Where, where can we find you at on social media? Yeah, on Instagram and Twitter, I'm at C-R-E-D underscore one three. Cred underscore one three. All right. Okay, cred underscore one three. Everybody yeah. take the time out to go to your socials and <laughs> look at the information that she has. Uh, Air is coming out when? H-E-I-R. It's out. It drops it's on out. February 2nd, yeah. Air is out. Drops Air February out. 2nd. And what, are, what does the acronym stand for? Having everything inside revealed. See, that's perfect. Having everything inside revealed. And she revealed to us a lot of information on In My Humble Opinion podcast. Thank you very much for coming out. Uh, once again, that's C-Red. I'm Avery, like a very nice guy. That's my brother, Jess Devon. You can find us both at My Humble on everything. Humbly yours. In My Humble Opinion podcast. H-Town. Too sweet. H-Town, too sweet. Goodbye. Water. <laughs>